Our meditation for this fourth Sunday in Advent, this Christmas Eve, this Nativity, is on our Gospel reading. Hear the word of our Lord from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the Gospel of our Lord. God be praised for his glad tidings. Now grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Forgive the use of imagination here. I deem it necessary for today. After all, I do believe that holiday sermons should be short because the point of a holiday is the celebration of it and the time we spend with our families not listening to your pastor bloviate and have you take notes or uh, suddenly get yourself a degree in biblical studies. Now the point is devotion and celebration. But with that, let's look at what we read from St. Joseph's point of view. Imagine being there with St. Joseph on the night when Christ was born. This young woman to whom he was betrothed, is resting after her labor pains, trying to regain her breath after delivery. The air is pungent with the smell of afterbirth, manure, animal dander, and straw. The air might have been on the colder side, but at least the child is kept warm with his mother's body heat and the swaddling bands he had on hand. So there is peace. But St. Joseph cannot quite sing Silent Night yet. It was not a silent night as Mary groaned in birthing pain. It was not a silent night as the newborn infant cried. But after all the turmoil of birth, finally everything quiets down. And he breathes a sigh of total, utter exhaustion. Still no silent night as now his thoughts continue to loudly run through his mind. Imagine how, having spent all day looking for a place to stay, so his betrothed could give birth, he has to settle for the humiliation of a manger. No hospital is open on this night, and no one in the town but him and Mary, his virgin bride, understands how important this child is. If they had known, then by all means the people of Bethlehem would have rolled out the royal carpet, 
gathered up all the help they could and given Mary a wonderful place with as much comfort as possible for her labor. But alas, no one is aware of the Messiah's birth but these two, so a dirty stable is the best they can get. He has been up all day and night. She has been in anguish, and the struggle isn't even over yet. Oh, there will be time for others to show up and show support. Soon there will be shepherds coming to worship the child. Soon there will be those mysterious magi coming to give gifts that will keep this small family fed for a number of months. When the infant is dedicated at the temple and the appropriate sacrifices are made, a devout man and a prophetess will be there to welcome him as who he really is, God with us. But for now, after the livestock in the manger have stopped their noise and Mary's pained shouts are over, now that the child is soothed, the only thing keeping this man St. Joseph awake is the kind of tired that sleep won't fix, and the dizzying amount of things in his mind demanding his attention, his meditation. Imagine St. Joseph, as his wife does her best to sleep with the child in her arms, and as he starts to clean up and get the smell of blood out of the air, what goes through his mind? Perhaps he thinks about his family, about the census everyone has to register, or what his friends will think. He might be certain that his brothers, his cousins, and all his friends kept a polite silence over this pregnant fiancé. Maybe he tries to distract himself with imagined conversations where he answers the charge that he was impatient for the wedding bed. Now that the child is born, St. Joseph might wonder how Mary's son will deal with the rumors that he was born out of fornication or from cuckoldry. As he looks at the sleeping infant, he feels shame remembering that for a time, he too thought ill of his fiancée and planned to divorce her. But he heard that angel speak clearly, and so he held his peace and held on to faith. This Jesus, this Emmanuel, God with us, comes directly from heaven, not from the sins of man. St. Joseph comforts himself, remembering the promises that he heard from the angel. One day this baby boy will grow up to fulfill the promise made to the patriarchs, to Noah, even Adam and Eve. He shall defy all the rumors and go forth to save all that belong to him. Once he is a man, he will somehow redeem people from their sins. Knowing all this, righteous St. Joseph may go to sleep. Or perhaps the questions about the promise the angel made will keep him up with a frightful insomnia. The angel spoke thus. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Perhaps the first question on his mind is, how? 
How shall he save people from their sins, he might ask. How is it that the temple isn't enough, the sacrifices don't actually work, and we need some different way to be forgiven? St. Joseph was a faithful and upright man. Him being just, though, does not prevent the confusion setting in his mind. I imagine he spends all that night thinking about all these things, punctuated, of course, by the infant Jesus waking up and crying for more care from his mother. Eventually, the confusion must be silenced by the need to sleep, a need so dire that his common sense came back to him. Ugh, he must quietly exclaim, I cannot meditate on all this forever. I shall care for this child and raise him like I would any other. However he saves us from our sins, that shall be up to God. Until then I shall raise him with what I know. And that, with a little bit of imagination, was St. Joseph's first Christmas. After his first Christmas, St. Joseph will do all the things a good father even a good stepfather must do in raising a child. He will take the young Jesus to be dedicated at the temple, not knowing the irony of God himself being carried to a place where everyone there is worshipping him. He will protect his small family from a wicked oppressor, Herod, by fleeing to Egypt not understanding that there will be a day when Christ delivers him from the wickedest of oppressors, the devil. He will have the young Jesus learn to read the scriptures, not knowing that Jesus was the true author of the scriptures, and all the sacred writings point to him. And he will teach Jesus the family trade, that of carpentry, each time he shows the child how to take a hammer in hand and drive a nail into wood. He does not realize that one day the Christ will have his hands nailed into the wood of the cross. Everything the Gospels show St. Joseph doing will point to and illustrate more of the Gospel. On that first Christmas, maybe he did not know the answers to his questions, how Jesus would save him and all people. But by the grace of our Lord, he lived those answers. Today, on Christmas Eve, I rejoice to declare to you that we have the same privilege. God invites you and I to live out our faith the same way that St. Joseph did only with greater knowledge of the gospel for the sake of greater joy. Because Jesus was born on that first Christmas, we are born again in the waters of holy baptism. Because Jesus was dedicated to God, we are dedicated to him, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus received gifts from the Magi, we participate with them by giving gifts to one another in holy charity. We hear the promise of forgiveness and resolve as Christians to forgive one another. For us, to live is Christ, meaning he brings us closer to being like him every day. Like St. Joseph, not only do we rejoice to hear the promises given to us, but also to live according to these promises. 
and learn more about them by continuing day by day in faith and fellowship. Now the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.